All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza, Derek and JK3 here. Um, you know, the worst thing that's uh, that's going on right now with the Jags is we got flexed out of primetime. <laughs> <laughs> and Marone is happy with that. He feels that we don't uh, deserve to, to play on, on, on primetime Sunday. Uh, me neither. I don't think we should be playing either. You know, we've embarrassed ourselves the last two times. I saw a meme that uh, that had Smokey from Friday and said, How, how'd you lose Sunday night on your week off? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> that, that's what, what happens, you got fired for stealing some boxes yeah. for. That's it, man. You, I mean, you, when when the, the funny thing about teams and us wanting to have the, the you know the 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 Sunday night the primetime games, it's like all right, we finally give you one. We give you a primetime game. You know, we give you you know everything that you're looking for, everything that you've been shouting for, and then you come out and, and drop four in a row. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you can't do that. No, nope, you you gotta have the when the spotlight's yours, the spotlight's there. You gotta take advantage of it, and you gotta you gotta be able to do it. So, I mean, hey man, that's just what it is. Yeah, the biggest thing too is the, the fact that the issue hasn't been addressed, and everybody under the sun. And you shouldn't listen to everyone. Okay, uh, coaches shouldn't listen to fans. They shouldn't listen to the media. They shouldn't listen to any outside influence. Of what's going on in that locker room? But. When everyone is on the same page, eh, yeah, it's kind of tough to come by. Yeah. Uh, getting into it, we got the Colts up this week. This is a must-win game for Bro, us. If there hasn't been a must-win on the schedule, this is it. Like, this is this is yeah. literally it right now. Because, I mean, I am, I am literally one loss away from rebuilding or one loss away from just pretty much losing it on this season and kind of cashing it in simply because with the Dante trade, like, and and getting trades for the future, it's like, okay, are we teetering on that win now level? Or are we picking up draft picks? I I, I don't know, man, but this, like you said, must win. The biggest piece of this is the fact that being three and five, the Texans have won six straight. So what they're six and three. now? That's wild. They're they're pretty much running away with it. We've got to we've got to win. We can't lose any more games. We can't lose any games in the division whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Definitely at this point, playing for the wild card unless the Texans have a monumental collapse. They've got to find a way to do it, and I think it starts with just the basics of what the offense is built to do, and that's run, run, run the football. We have to find a way to do that. Fournette's practicing. I, I mean, I don't know. You, you tell me. What, what can we do? We got to. I mean, it, it's got to be one of those things now where we, we run the football and we re- literally cram it down your throat. That's the only thing that's going to happen because we we ran the ball uh, against Philadelphia. 31 straight plays, I think it was. 31 straight plays. And it literally it, it amounted to nothing. So Fournette's back right now. Uh, we're going to have uh, Carlos Hyde. We're going to have TJ Yeldon. So we're, we're still going to have a pretty deep backfield um, right now. But it, it's literally, you, you got to run the football right now. Fournette's back. You need to feed him the football. You need to literally feed him, establish the run. Because as we mentioned last year, year before last when we were starting, the only way to really open up this play, uh, the only way to open up the passing attack uh, you know, for this team is to establish the run. We don't have a quarterback that – 
is in the top middle tier of the NFL right now. We have to establish a run, and we, we have to get teams in there. We've really got to go out and use Norwell. We've got to use you know some of our, our, our best players now for the last eight games. they got to stream together. they got to get hot right now. This, that's, what, that's what's got to happen. And you said that we ran the ball for 31 straight plays. Basically what he meant, guys, is we threw the ball we ran 31 straight passing plays. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just so people don't get that get that confused. The yeah, you know, offensive lines banged up. Obviously, uh, Linder, you know, out. Um, Norwell, you know, out. Parnell banged up. We're we're you know bringing in flowers. We're only we started at a 10, 11 man rotation and offensive line. We're down to eight. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, that's big. No depth. When you look at the whole thing, we really got to come together as a unit. The Jags have to come together as a unit and try to make this work, try to get some holes open. Eric Flowers, step it up, man, because if you don't do it here, <laughs> you might be done. Right. So, you know, I get you came from New York, and that's where you started in this transition and learning the plays and all that. Just maul somebody. Even if you get a couple holding penalties for driving somebody into the ground, I can live with for that sure. as a fan. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> I can live with that. So you know, Tyler Shatley, you know, I don't know if we bring him in. He's always done very well as a serviceable backup. He's always done well as a starter, period. So they just need to find a combination of guys that want to go ahead and decide that we're not going to let anybody get to portals. Mm-hmm. We're going to open up some running lanes, and we're going to be prepared to mash. Now, when you mentioned running the ball, too, I think, we, we Blake, you still need to run the ball also. <laughs> You you still need to be out there in an RPO. You still need to be out there, or excuse me, just in our run uh, run option, <laughs> not not even passing, just a run option. You need to get out. You need to get some play action. For the life of me, man, I I don't understand why. Maybe it's because the play action hasn't been the running, or maybe the running game hasn't really been set up. But when we were at our best, we still weren't play action that much, right? Yeah, we we still didn't play action. Yeah. We still didn't really get him out in in the space and like that bootleg where he can kind of run and actually get out and see the plays come across him. Uh, we we didn't do a lot of that, right? No. I, I don't get it. I, no. I don't get it, man. Like I don't get why they just don't do that and why he isn't in more of those positions where he can actually use his legs and take off instead of having to scramble to to, to for his life. You know, I would much rather see a design play or designed. You 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 know out you know play or something like that. When does when does the the tight end come back? I think he's out eight weeks. So that was what week four. So eight, week twelve. So he maybe? wow yeah wow. But now here's the biggest thing too. There's two things that are wrong with that. If he sprints out, if you do roll out or sprints out, one he's not the most accurate guy in the world. So getting him to throw on the run versus standing still is going to make things worse. Two, he also can't read a defense. We talk about uh, a lot of different people and and some of your your media members, some of your Twitter members trying to, you know, talk about scheme. So we'll, 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 we'll talk about that a quick second without trying to really dive into it. When you roll someone out, you kind of run what's called levels. You have a shallow, a mid, and a deep. And the quarterback has to make a decision. Okay, well, if he's going to the right, which is he's right-handed, where are you going to go? Shallow, mid, or deep? I can guarantee you 10 out of 10 times that a defense, if Bortles rolls out, they're going to play the shallow cross. It's all we run. The middle, yeah, it'll probably be open. 
And the deep route will be covered just for the fact that if they got lucky and scored a touchdown. So they're going to make him him try to throw it in the middle. Middle, yeah. They're going to try to make him squeeze him and make him throw it in the middle, which he'll either overthrow it or underthrow it or overthrow it. And if he overthrows it, then there comes the turnover. It's not really, you know, it's not, like I said, I'm no coach, but just thinking about it, now that you know that, what would you do if you were the defensive coach? Would you say, hey, I'm going to give him the throw he's comfortable with? No. Am I going to give him the easy touchdown throw? No. I'm going to give him the throw that, hey, see if you can make this 15-yard drag route and get it for a first down. And if he makes it, okay, we gave up 15 yards. All right, we'll come back. And odds are if he doesn't make it, then it's pick city. Yeah, pretty much. We'll turn over on down. Pretty pretty (laughs) much. Mm -hmm. So he's got to play within himself. We obviously know what that is. 25 times. He can't throw the ball more than 25 times or we lose. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I got nowhere, no, no other way to put it. I, I know people want to see the high-flying offense. Where's the Bortles that you know played against the Patriots? He's long gone. Okay, that game is long gone. We got to run the ball. We need to run the ball at least 40 times. I think they can, though. And, I really think they can run it 40 times with the amount of depth that we have back at the running back position right now. Um you know, TJ has been, you know, very serviceable. And like we mentioned, you know, a couple of weeks or a week ago that he's probably the offensive MVP. Uh, he's been doing what he needs to do to actually, uh, you know, show that he's a back. I mean, show first, second down back at least. Carlos Hyde definitely got to get that out of him. Like de- definitely have to get some type of production out of him. Uh, and if you bring Fournette back also, or when he does, since he is coming back this week, I can, I can really see that. Um, you know, I can really see that that's coming out to at least what almost 12, 13 plays a back. Yeah. That, that, that's yeah. pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty good. If you average 13, 13, 13 carries for each back, I, I think that's something that's doable. But the amount of snap counts is the offensive line going to hold up to that? And you're right. That's a tough one because we, we just haven't been holding up well. Our, our injuries have really, you know, piled up on us. So look at it this way. An offense, if you ask an offensive lineman, would they rather move forward or go backwards? So if you move forward, you're run blocking. If you go backwards, you're pass blocking. I would figure they would want to move forward because going back, waiting for someone to come punch you, you know, trying to get past you or spin move or, you know, swim you is going to be a lot, a lot more tiresome than actually going forward, trying to mash and drive somebody into the ground. And, And another thing, too, with the offense there's is an old you know, Cowboys wide receiver. Everybody knows him, Michael Irvin. Uh, he, he's got a nickname uh, called the Playmaker. We need somebody to step up and be the Playmaker. I don't care who it is, man. I, I, I don't care who it is. Just somebody step up and make a play. There was a game Texans played. I don't know if it wasn't Denver. There, there was a game they had a couple weeks ago I was watching. and the game was in overtime, and they had like third and nine or third and ten. So Watson threw Hopkins like a little six-yard little little in route, and he made a play. He made two guys miss and took off down the field. And when he got up, you could see it in his eyes. He's like, okay, you got me the ball. Let's kick this field goal and get out of here. That's what we need. We need a player that's going to, you know, hey, just give me the ball so I can get us in the position to make, you know, what's best for the team. Well, I mean, we know the playmaker is going to come from. It's going to be – it's going to come from Didi. 
Didi's got to have a, a mon- yeah. he's got to have a monster, uh, you know, second half of the season. He he really does. Uh, as far as someone being able to stretch the field, someone being able to 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 come up and make him play, it, it's got to be Didi. Um, then it's got to be Moncrief because he's got the most targets on the team. So um, and then it falls into it. Then it falls into chart a chart. I mean, you, you, rookie or not, okay, the first eight games are out right now. You literally need to make a play right now and hold on to the football. Um, if we do bring in a fourth, which will probably will be Keelan Cole, I, if he even gets any more PT right now, uh, he's got to hold on to the football, period. Like, I mean, that that's it. Like, some of the turnovers and some of the things that have happened aren't really coming from Blake anymore, but it's coming from some of the things that are being let 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 down. Again, on the wide receiver core, drop balls, uh, not running routes at the sticks to 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 continue those 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 drives, um, and, and really just those turnovers that really just shoot us shoot ourselves in the foot. You know, some of the things that that Keelan has done, some of the the drop passes that we had. I mean, if DJ Chark makes that catch uh, in London, you know, of course, ifs and what's whatever but if, if he makes the catch mm-hmm. that that we're, we're we're easily talking about a game now to continue can we piece this game together against the Colts to beat them you know what I mean to keep the momentum going to keep getting hot but again eight games left you got to go at least seven and one six and two in, in this in this next stretch and and honestly I I just don't I really don't think it, it can it can happen it's gonna be tough because of the the dissension amongst the team right now, you, obviously we know why. You know they, they they're not going to come out and outright say it, but a lot of the guys don't have any faith in Blake. They've tried, you know, they tried to back him up. They tried to be you know good teammates, and you're supposed to continue to do that regardless of what's going on. But how can you do it when you've you know got such a, a negative perception about someone who's not going to be there to go to battle with you now? He played okay over in London. He threw for a touchdown and what did he go? 26 of 41 or something like that. It, that's not what they're looking for. If he had 26 completions, he should have probably only thrown the ball right. 30 times. Those other 11 plays should have been something else. So that's what they're, you know, some consistency, not leaving the defense out to dry. You want a defense to hate you? Leave them out <laughs> to dry a lot. AKA keep, keep them on the Pretty field. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep them on the field, you know. Throw another pick in the, in in, uh, in your own territory and have them go back out after they just got back off the field. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, when are we going to win a battle at the line of scrimmage again? It's got to be this game, right? You would think. I mean, the, I mean, the the, the Colts, their, their offensive line is probably one of the worst offensive lines we've seen in in a, in, a, in a minute, and probably going to be. I I don't know how they've put up. I know a majority of it is probably Andrew Luck, but their offensive line has been either he's been making the throws uh, and, and throwing his wide receivers open, or they've been making plays because their offensive line isn't really as. I mean, I know ours isn't good, but man, they're 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 kind of banged up, and they 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 don't really look that uh that that good on on the on their end either. So I think it would definitely have to be something where. You know, this, this has got to be it where we, we have to establish, hold the line of scrimmage and really kind of prevent Marlon Mack. Um, I don't know what they're going to do against Eric Ebron and Jack and Jack Doyle. 2,100 yards, 23 touchdowns. Yeah. Eight picks. Everybody knows that. You can all look up stats. So he's on pace to go for 4,200, 4,300 yards, 46 touchdowns. 
16 picks. For a team that's three and five, no defense, one decent wide receiver. They got Marlon Mack, who's coming into his own as a running back. Uh, two hundred yard, you know, two back to back hundred yard games, but uh, you know, you got to show some more consistency before you're, you know, told that you're one of the backs in this league. Hey, they're doing it. They're doing it. If you were to switch and we took luck and they got Bortles, we wouldn't definitely not be in the position that we're not in. But we are, you know. So you can't really do that. How do you how do you stop this? Obviously, luck's been throwing in rhythm. He's been you know, playing well, uh, completing 65% of his passes, which is, is good. So we have to get disruptive. And obviously that can, you know, include sacks, but they just have to get disruptive. Whether if it's pushing, pulling, hitting, like something to throw off that timing. Because you can't cover forever, and our defensive backs aren't the healthiest yeah. right now. I, I think th- the same common – you know, trend between the offense and, and playmakers is the same thing on defense as well. We were so successful last year because we we went out and created those turnovers. And a majority of the time when we created the turnovers, they were either advanced, uh, you know, to our side of the field to where we had a short field to work with. We were at least coming out with three or, you know, they were taken back for, for you know, for, for touchdowns. I mean, I think we only had that one with Miles Jack taken back. Uh, you know, scoring. So the defense has got to put us uh, in in better scoring opportunities. And I know that a a lot of people are going to sway and say, well, it's not the defense's fault. It's the offense's fault. They're not doing this, whatever, man, that, that it's, there's no eye in team. There's no division of it. It, you know, it does stink to have the defense continue to to stay on the field. I, I get it. But while they're on the field, they have to make the most with the plays that they are given. They have to get out. They have to shut down teams. They have to win the line of scrimmage. Uh, the linebackers have to, you know, to continue to make the tackles. And, you know, as banged up as the secondary has been, you still got to make plays just just because you're banged up. I mean, you think other teams aren't banged up? You still got to make the plays. The next man up has to get in, and you still got to make the plays. In order for this team to be successful, there needs to be plays made on both sides of the ball. Someone's got to step up and make a play. On, on on one on both sides of the ball. Maybe that comes back with uh, with with Fournette. Uh, you know, maybe the defense had some type of uh, you know you, you know come to the light meeting and uh, and the bye week. But we we literally need to start getting the push on the ball. The plays need to be made, and I think the doubles will come after the plays are made. But are they going to be able to get together and make the plays? That's that's a really good question. I mentioned before Marlon Mack, the, the, the Colts running back with the back-to-back 100-yard games. Darius, who we, we brought here uh, to stop the run, has been a bit banged up. We're, we're going to need him for this game. A lot of his success is based off of Andrew Luck's success to drive the ball down the field. When you look at the Colts' passing attack, they don't dink and dunk. They don't throw – I mean, they'll throw a crossing route to feel you out to see what you're doing. But then around midway through the second quarter, you'll notice they start taking deep shots kind of like Kansas City does, like big 20, 30-yard chunks. So when you have those safeties all the way back, that gives the opportunity for the running game to shine. And and that's what, what has happened. And that's not taking anything away from Marlon Mack. He's done a great job, but we have to contain that. We got to plug up that running game and make them one-dimensional. We did a great job of that last year, making teams one-dimensional, and we haven't and, been doing well, that. And the defense is built 
for 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 playing with the lead, and we haven't had the lead at all this year. Also, so I mean, the defense is it, it's 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 like we really got to flip the switch and and start playing to our strengths. Um, you know, hopefully we can come back and continue to to establish the run. I would be really surprised, really surprised if Fournette was that big, if he's that big of a difference. You know what I mean? If we if we come back and he starts running the ball and starts gashing teams and everything, if he's that much of a difference, man, that's shocking. If the if the run game, if he's if he sets up, you know, everything for the run game and continues to 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 make it where Carlos Hyde is getting some burn and TJ Yeldon's out doing his thing, that would just be completely shocking to me if he comes in and teams have to really start respecting the run just because he's healthy. And and to backtrack a second here. I saw something on Saturday night with uh, Leonard Fournette. I watched a little bit of the Alabama LSU game, and there he was on the sideline with his, you know, cool, you know, apparel, his number seven diamond studded chain. You know, he's looking good. I'm gonna remember that in about two or three years to see if he is still relevant in the NFL because he's not working hard at all. He, he, you know, he, he, he wants to look good. You know, he, he's Hollywood. Um, I was talking to a, a guy who's a football coach here locally and uh, at the, uh, at the high school level. And he, he made a good point, man. There was, there was a play uh, against Florida and uh, LSU was going in and he was dressed and he was on the sideline and he had played and, LSU would have won the game. I, I don't know the outcome of the game. Oh, he didn't play. I know, he was I know, like, oh, I know a game you're talking about. Where he came out and yeah. actually like dressed like he was yeah. going to play, but he didn't play, and Florida ended up beating him. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, I'm good. Yeah, no, nah, you know, I got this, and you know, I got the draft coming up, so you know, I don't want to hurt my draft stock, man. And, and I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that that story existed. I, I don't follow the LSU football all, all that well, but man, that's. That's bad. That's terrible. That's terrible, dude. Well, he doesn't really have any fight, and and he's not really showing it by now. Um, if he's been rehabbing, I mean, he, he's been out for a majority of the season. If he's done his rehab and everything else like that, I get that. But if if I'm taking my job as serious and preparing myself, you know, I'm getting every kind of treatment I possibly can, um, you know, somewhere trying to get this hamstring right if I really want to turn the season around. If I really want the season to be turned around, yeah. you know, I'm watching the LSU Alabama game at home. You know, I, I'm rehabbing in the morning or rehabbing, getting getting my hamstring right. Because if I if all the stuff that he's been talking on social media and everything, he's saying about this is about to be the best eight games ever and I, blah, blah, blah. I really hope so, because we're going to have to win about eight games in order for them to make things interesting in the playoff hunt for us. Um, you know, it's just it, that's just what it is. It, and I get it's the bye week. You know, they were on a bye week. Okay. We, we understand that. But when you've been performing poorly as a professional, do you really have a bye week? No. Or performing at all. You don't have a bye week. No. You got to get ready. You got eight games left to make something of this season and have some, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, the love of the game or, or you know, the, the money, but. He's he's leaning more towards the money side of it than the love of the game side of it. That's just my opinion. Uh, I'm entitled to it. People may differ. People may agree. But as far as I'm concerned, he cares more about the money than the actual wins and losses. In the, in the, in well, the, we'll the, find out here so, soon because the next seven games 
are all AFC games, meaning we have got to win a majority of these games that I mentioned previously. Of course, winning the AFC South games, you know, that's a no-brainer. But you need to win your games, you know, number one, to be able to establish dominance in your in your in your conference, and two, just to really see it, to separate the contenders from the pretenders. I mean, you got Pittsburgh coming up, who's going to be a playoff team. Um, you, you go, you've got Miami, who's on the cusp of being a playoff team. And don't forget, you still got your your Tennessees that you can't beat, who put up a pretty good, impressive W against Dallas on Monday night, which was which was crazy. And then oh, yeah. you, you got your Texans rounded off six straight, and they're just getting better. So. If this is going to be if, – if this is any type of uphill battle that I've ever seen, man, it, it, it's going to get – it's going to get crazy. Uh, for the, I mean, we're about to find out really quick if this team is going to be, you know, any anything or, or you, worth anything for the next, uh, you know, half of the year. I'd be, I'd be really interested to mm-hmm. see, you know, really what they what – they, if – let's say they lose two, two games, right, out the gate. Be really interesting to see. Maybe go one and one, you know, one and two, something like that. Be really interesting to see the morale and how this team really handles adversity. Because last year, um, you know, the, the year before that, they they did all right with it. Uh, last year, you know, they had this moniker and this attitude of they're the new bullies. This year, right now, let's see how you act literally in diversity. If you could, and we'll see what you can rattle off here in this next last half of the year. Real quick, going over the injury report that was last week's injury report. You know, Boye, Campbell, Darius, Fournette, Hayden, Herndon, Linder, Norwell, O'Shaughnessy, Parnell, and Patman. That's a lot. That's a lot of guys. That's a lot of bodies, especially at the cornerback position. You know, that's three corners. No, that's four corners. Four. That's a whole. That's a whole second. That's why we kept getting beat last week. Second or first string. Yeah, you you can't run. they, They they can barely run nickel out there. So the injury bug has definitely really hit us. It's really done some uh, damage. Uh, you know, most some of those guys did play uh, against the Eagles. Some didn't, but we we you know we got to figure out a way to get healthy, and uh, you know hopefully the guys do it the right way and get back, uh, being able to be you know as close to a hundred percent as possible. We're going to need some of these guys to you know to to pull out this W. Whether if it's Campbell's leadership, Darius' ability to stop the run, Fournette, you know, going one of his long patented touchdown right. runs, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how yeah, that all will, works man. out. I mean, it, it, it's the it's the it's the really the the turning point in the season. We're really going to try to take a look and see, you know, uh, where we're going. Uh, yeah, I've got a little bit of faith left. I'm really just here j- just to see some good football and really just take a look and see what this team can do and some of the resolve. I'd be really interested to see, uh, you know, what type of adjustments, maybe any different packages they have planned uh, with a three-headed, you know, monster of a backfield that we have going on. Uh, and, and really just to, just, to, just to step up and see what the defense is going to do, man. I mean, it, it's a it's a really good time for them to continue to, to try to get things going, keep things going, and get us really primed up for the rest of the year, man. It could be, uh, you know, either epic fail or epic disaster. Well, we hope it's not epic disaster. If it's epic disaster, then um, we're gonna have a lot of mad fans around here. Hey, but if it is epic disaster, people just look at it this way: if we don't make the playoffs, there's gonna be some changes. Bortles is more than likely gonna be on the team next year because of a contract. Will he be the starting quarterback? Hopefully not. 
If we don't make the playoffs, Caldwell is gone, in my opinion. I think we still, you know, have right. uh, Coach Marone. Yeah. And Coughlin's still here. So it's a lot, a lot of, a lot of, yeah, we, you want to win. You want to see your team do well. But at the end of the day, we, we have, you know, we're, we're playing the cards that, you know, we're dealt with. The team is, is, has done that. And they've done, a, you know, a courageous job because of the fact that no one expected them to not only do well last year, but have the hype to, to play this year or even be in any kind of conversation for you know, being a playoff contender. Now, obviously, we're not right now, but we have the potential to get there. And that's we haven't had that around here. So let's see if they can you know, turn it around and fix it. That's all we got this week. You got the, uh, you know, going away thoughts and anything. Man, I really want to look out, look out to see uh, how the uh, the Jags attack Eric Ebron and uh, Jack uh, Jack Doyle. I really want to see you know what they're going to do uh, to try to stop that that passing attack of the Colts. You know, luck is is starting to come back and show you know some of the ways and some of the things of the flashes of old luck. But historically, Blake normally turn you know has a good game in Indy. Uh, he, you know, the team usually responds very well to things that are going on, uh, you know, playing against Indianapolis and, you know, it's just stopping the tight ends and, and, and seeing what we can do, but the defense has got to come out to play. And I, I really hope, uh, you know, the offense, uh, does his magic, man. I, I'm glad that the bye week's over with. I'm glad that I've got eight straight weeks of football here. So, uh, either way, man, I'm, I'm happy. And uh, really do appreciate, you know, everyone that's uh, listening to us and, and, and currently subscribing to us on iTunes. We really do uh, enjoy that. Uh, if you are following us on Twitter, hit us up at Down by the Bank. Uh, you know, we love to take any type of uh, questions or any type of interaction we can get from y'all. Uh, as again, keep leaving us five star reviews in uh, Apple iTunes. Uh, the support has been awesome. And uh, we really do appreciate y'all again for putting up with the uh, inconsistency issues. I think. Right now, we've got a recording path that's going to work best for us and, and to get out some, uh, some quality for y'all. So, again, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to y'all later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.